the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome in to The Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of The Ohio Press Network. You can find us at TheOhioPressNetwork.com. It's Wednesday, October 11th. That means early voting begins today for the November election. What's on the ballot? Issue one, the radical proposed amendment that I contest allows abortion doctors to order abortions up to birth for reasons under the guise of, quote, health, end quote, and opens wide the door to parents being left out of abortion and gender transition procedures involving their kids. Issue two is on the ballot, which is not a proposed constitutional amendment like issue one. Rather, it's an indirectly initiated, if you will, meaning outside the legislature, state statute that aims to legalize the possession and recreational use of marijuana for people 21 and older. It would create the division of cannabis control to regulate the buying and selling of the drug and puts a 10 percent tax on the sale of marijuana. Many school board races are also on the ballot. You've got Big Walnut, Buckeye Valley, Delaware, Dublin, Olentangy, Westerville, and Worthington, and more throughout the state. In fact, at 1120, I'll be joined by Zach Duffy. He's a candidate for a seat on the Big Walnut board. At 1220, it's Will Wright, a Buckeye Valley candidate. He'll be with us. But first, we're going to go right back at issue one. I did it yesterday, and I'm going to do it again today, because early voting starts today. To assist me with that effort, Today is Cedarville University Professor of History and Law, Dr. Mark Clausen. Dr. Clausen, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning, sir? Thank you. Good to be with you. Hey, great. Uh, thanks for carving out time. Listen, I've talked ad nauseum about issue one. I've given uh, my input on Dave Yost's legal opinion that he released last week. But I want to ask you, what's at stake with issue one uh, if it passes and if it fails? Yeah, if it passes, and frankly, I think it's likely to pass, unfortunately. But uh, if it does pass, I think what's going to happen, I know what's going to happen, is that any attempt to restrict abortion outside of the limits of this particular amendment, which does allow a little bit of leeway, uh, would be forbidden. So that abortion would be much easier than it would have been before um, to achieve in the state of Ohio. Um, and the state would not be able to interfere with that. The legislature would not be able to, uh, local governments would not be able to, and so forth. So it, it basically, it kind of returns us even further than Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade did, was beginning to see some, we were beginning to see some exceptions to the general rule of abortion being okay. Uh, but this one kind of takes us back be- before those exceptions began to come into place. Uh, so that's that's what's going to happen if it passes. If it doesn't pass, uh, then what happens is the state legislature can uh, attempt to pass legislation to make abortion more difficult. And they have already. They did in 2019. 
the problem was that the court put it on hold. The state court in, I think it was Hamilton yep. County, yep. put it on hold. And so it's sort of in limbo right now. And uh, that's a much stricter uh, um, kind of abortion law. So um, a couple I think that's of, what we have. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, the, the attempt to restrict abortion outside the limits of the amendment, um, I don't think people are awake to how far this could go. I've said and I've read Davios' opinion and he says, you know, that the courts are going to interpret this. But, I mean, it's not hard. It's not rocket science to figure out that in Franklin County, in Cuyahoga County, in Hamilton County, there are going to be blue judges who say, well, you can't restrict the abortion at all. The abortion doctor said that for the, the patient's financial health or social health or mental health, that that abortion was necessary. I don't care that it was eight months along. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a real possibility, isn't it? It's a major problem, actually. It's a, it's a flaw in this. Well, it has several flaws, but this is probably the major flaw. Since, since the Roe versus Wade case and the Doe case, which was, held, which was ruled the same day in 1973, uh, women have been able to claim health of the mother in order to allow for abortion. And the courts were pretty lenient about that. If we go back to that, what's going to happen is what you say. The physician will, in many cases, will say, well, yeah, her mental health, her emotional health, her, her physical health, whatever kind of health you want to talk about, this qualifies, and therefore she should have an abortion. And so they will allow that abortion to take place, and there's nothing the state can do about it at all. And isn't it, to me, there's a lot to figure out with this. And constitutional amendments are permanent. So if you're going to do them, you should get the language correct. People who support issue one say, no, it's not going to allow abortion on demand. It's not going to allow minors to gender transition. Then I say, well, why didn't you put that in the language? Why is the language so broad and sweeping? And isn't the real issue here that we're doing this as a constitutional amendment as opposed to a state statute? Well, that's that's always a problem with a constitutional amendment. Uh, if you have amendments that restrict the power of government, they can be either good or bad. In this case, I think we have an amendment that's problematic, but once it gets in there, it overrides any other law. Uh, so the legislature can't do anything about that. Uh, legislative bodies in general can't do anything about that. They have to go by the language, as you say, as it's interpreted by the courts, because that's how we know what this ultimately will mean. To, uh, it'll be through the court system, the That's rulings right. of the judges. So uh, once you get it in there, the only way you can undo it is to pass an amendment that uh, rescinds this amendment. And that's difficult. They're always rather difficult. It is difficult. And I guess maybe the silver lining in the cloud that uh, August didn't pass. There was an issue on in August that would have required 60% approval to pass a constitutional amendment. The silver lining is... It's 50 percent plus one vote. So if this radical amendment passes, there is a chance, right, for people who recognize what this is and how treacherous it is. And by the way, 72 percent of Americans don't support radical abortion. They, they believe that there should be restrictions at 15 weeks or below. So right. But but that's not the case here. So is there a chance then if this does pass to amend the Constitution in the future and, and what would that potentially look like? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, there is always a chance. Now, what, what I think would have to be done, and this is for purely pragmatic reasons, that's all, uh, you're not going to get everything back, more than likely. Once, this is, once the genie's out of the bottle, uh, at least part of this is going to survive, more than likely. So what you have to do is design an amendment 
that will uh, that will go back on this particular amendment and yes, allow for the health of the mother, but define it as physical health, right? Define your terms. Be very clear, be very precise about what it does and does not include, and don't um, don't use this vague language that's been used in some places in this amendment. And then you might get people to vote because they realize, well, this amendment, as it exists now, the one that's, that's probably going to pass, uh, is going to allow abortion that I don't agree with. It's going too far. So I'm willing to back off. Yes, I may have to compromise a little bit, but that's an incremental uh, decision. It's a policy decision saying, well, we'll take a little, we'll take a little back, we'll give a little bit, but we'll look to the future. We'll keep moving toward the future. And I think incrementalism may be the best way to go at this point. You know, the thing that scares me most about this, Dr. Clausen, is I read Dave Yost's legal opinion, and he gets into the matter of minors. And there are phrases in this proposed amendment. One of them is individual, which we don't know if that's going to be interpreted as male, female, adult, minor. So it could be an individual is a minor who has a right. And then the rights that they talk about are reproductive health. Well, you can't tell me that lopping off a body part, uh, a sexual body part, doesn't involve reproductive health or somebody taking puberty blockers uh, or hormones doesn't impact their ability to reproduce. So all of a sudden, minors are at risk. And Yost said, we can't, we can't with certainty discuss what the implications are. Do you think people understand how, how terrifying this amendment is from that respect? Well, I don't think they understand. Uh, in fact, most people don't even read these amendments, unfortunately. They need to read them. But yeah, the problem here is, first of all, an individual. Who's an individual? Well, I think the intent of the amendment to based on who proposed it, obviously, is clearly to include minors in this. Yep. I don't think there's any question about that. They would be included. And I don't think there's any question that a, that most courts would probably consider the, a minor to be a, an individual in the meaning of this particular amendment. Now, regarding the uh, uh, gender um, transition issue, uh, it's probably, it's less likely than what I mentioned before about the individual, the language of the individual, but it's still possible to make an argument, and a, and a judge will probably do it somewhere at some time, that uh, this relates to reproductive rights, yep. and therefore they should have a right to that too. So now you have the minor uh, being allowed the right, reproductive right, for gender transition whenever they want it. And the parents can do nothing because it's, it's in stone. It's constitutionally enshrined, basically. He is Dr. Mark Clausen. He is a uh, professor at Cedarville University, very adept at the law. Thank you for joining us today, sir. And before I go, I want to remind, uh, I've got about 10 seconds here. Uh, Cedarville, October 17th, 7.30 p.m. at DeVries Theater. Uh, there's going to be a town hall. So make sure that you get your way out there October 17th at 7.30. You can register at cedarville.edu. Is also live stream. In this Bidenomics world, are you seeking a lucrative side hustle? The Alpha Beta Report is your golden ticket. They've cracked the code on turning humble accounts into towering assets. Get educated, get empowered, and let your money work wonders. Dive in 
at alphabetareport.com. That's alphabetareport.com. Welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley. Bruce, we love you. We continue to pray for you and expect your total healing and return to this microphone very soon. Hey, early voting begins today for the November election. Issue 1 is on the ballot. We just talked with Dr. Mark Clausen, a law expert on the problem-laden proposed amendment. Issue 2, that creates a statute that would legalize recreational marijuana possession and use, is on the ballot. But maybe one of the most important decisions you'll make in the booth is who you choose to sit on your local school board. In central Ohio, you'll elect board members in places like Big Walnut, Buckeye Valley, Delaware, Dublin, Olentangy, Westerville, and Worthington, and more. But right now, we're going to hear from a candidate for a board seat on the Big Walnut School Board. He's Zach Duffy. Zach, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning? Yeah, thank you, Jack. Thanks for having me on. I'll be transparent. I'm frustrated. And I'm sad right now. What's going on? Well, I'll start with the fact that I'm, I'm just a regular guy. I'm a husband. I'm a father to six kids in the Big Walnut District. I'm an entrepreneur and a business owner. And <clears throat> I decided to run for a seat on the school board and uh, made it clear from day one that I'm running on a pro-parent and academic excellence agenda. And ever since then, there's been nothing but lies and hate coming at me. Um, uh, most recently, uh, what I consider an actual hate crime, and that's what makes me deeply sad. Uh, they, it, I have a banner at the route of at the uh, intersection of State Route Three and State Route 61, and uh, somebody spray painted a swastika on it. And it just everything that's going on right now, and thinking about the babies and the teenagers who are being burned alive. And I have a one-year-old and thinking about somebody cutting his head off makes me sick and angry. And, but, but it's no surprise the, the trail leading up to this swastika. These are, this is what I believe to be a small group of people who are very clearly openly supporting Steve Fuji and Todd Smith wearing their t-shirts. They'll slander me in one, one sentence. And then the next sentence, you know, they praise Steve Fuji for his professionalism. I didn't ask for this. I didn't attack anybody. Yeah. So it's very frustrating. But you know what? I'm going to fight until the end. We're going to win. Well, Zach, first of all, thank you for having the, the courage to, to come on air and, and to have a conversation and, and to be vulnerable and, and tell us what's really going on. Um, and I'm not trying to me to you here. I, I just want you to understand um, – I get it to a small degree. When I when I stood up against Mike DeWine during the COVID chaos, uh, I had everything thrown at me from fellow reporters, people in the press, uh, politicians. I even had the guy that tried to um, defame Donald Trump, who was a reporter for the New York Times, reach out to me to write a hit piece. When you stick your head up, when you stand up and you go against the progressive agenda, they try to intimidate, bully Besmirch, Badger, you, Sully, you. So kudos to you for not giving up. Um, I, I think, I think that the hardest part is getting through that, and it sounds like you're getting through it. From from your perspective, you've got an audience here. 
what do you want to tell them that you're going to do as a member of that school board, regardless of, you know, regardless of what falsities are, are conveyed, what your opponents are saying? What do you say? What are you going to do for Big Walnut School District? Yeah, well, as a business owner, I love the idea of bringing some of my business experience to the table. Um, I'm in the process of systemizing my business so it can become smoother. And I nerd out on this stuff. And I, I see a need on our school board for somebody who knows their way around a balance sheet and somebody who can uh, get an eagle-eye view of the big picture of what's going on and all the different working parts, not just get focused on parent rights, not just get focused on you know transparency and things like that, that I, that I do believe in, but, but also the onslaught of jobs that are coming our way and are going to mm. sweep over, and, and we have to be prepared for that. Yep. There's a shortage right now, Zach. There's a shortage in the market space, and when Intel comes, when, when all of these you know Google and Amazon places come, we're going to have to have job-ready people. And so part of what you're running on is that, right? You want to make sure that we have kids who are not everyone's going to go to college. Not everyone's going to get a liberal arts degree. Uh, is that is that part of what you're working for? Absolutely. Yeah. So so we look at test scores. Everybody knows that test scores are down, you know, but we have to start looking at our, our schools as not just test scores. Uh, some kids are going to go off and become dentists. You know, so a lot of kids are going to go to college, but there's a lot that are not. And the ones that are not, I, I don't see us bringing academic excellence to those students what are they supposed to do when they graduate what are they left with a diploma for what to go try and and get a job somewhere we need to talk seriously about expanding trades programs right now absolutely um we got about a minute and a half here zach where can people learn more about you and maybe even contribute to your campaign yeah please uh if you believe in these things uh please go to zachduffy.com z-a-c-h D-U-F-F-E-Y.com. You can contribute there. But more than money, I want people to step forward and knock on doors. Mm. I am desperate for people that would would gladly come forward and say, I'm going to take on a precinct in the Big Walnut School District, or I'm going to you know, take a neighborhood or a chunk of houses and knock on those doors. We, we're trying to work together as a team to get the word out. We can't rely on social media. You know, a, a vast majority of the people who are going to support me, they don't check social media. We That's have right. to meet the community face to face, and uh, we've got some time left to do that. So, um, please, please check me out if you if you support what I'm about. Step forward, reach out to me. We'll get you plugged in. You can help knock on doors. It's a very simple pitch, a little elevator pitch. You hand two flyers out, and you walk. Maybe maybe drop a yard sign. Get over to Zach Duffy, Z-A-C-H-D-U-F-F-E-Y.com. He wants to ensure transparency, focus on academics, and be fiscally responsible with budget management. Uh, Zach, thanks for visiting with us today, and I'm sure we'll have you back soon. Awesome. Thank you, Jack, so much. Hey, you're welcome. Stay tuned to The Bruce Hooley Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.